Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Duck TV Sports Show. I am your host, Mario Ponce, and with me here is Alex Larvik. After more than a year of not playing and having to change players and coaching staff during a global pandemic, a new season of hope and expectation starts today at, at Pape Field as the Oregon Ducks women's soccer team finally has a schedule and is ready to start its season. Yes, indeed, Mario. A new, interesting, exciting season of women's college soccer is on the horizon. And I got to say, I'm real excited to see the way that our Ducks are going to make us proud on and off the field this year. So we have a very exciting guest for you today. So Zoe Hassanauser, a junior and midfield player on the team, here to answer a few questions. How are you, Zoe? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. So, Zoe, I just want to get off with uh, some basics. Uh, you're one of the seasoned veterans on the squad, seeing action in all 38 games of your college career so far, but obviously no amount of game time could prepare you for the year of 2020. What's been your mindset coming into this new season? Um, honestly, the biggest thing that I've had to have um, this whole season is resiliency and um, just flexibility to be able to go with whatever way um, – the direction of the season was going. I mean, we had a like really quick switch um, in August when we were supposed to have a season and then they just called it off a week before we were supposed to start preseason and stuff. Um, so that was kind of hard because I was really prepared at that time to go into season and do well at that stage. Um, so we kind of had to backtrack and get back into training. We had to do no um, non-contact the whole time, which was really tough also because like, soccer is obviously a contact sport it's fun to play games and stuff like that so a lot of it was mostly technical based um but yeah I was mostly just trying to stay focused throughout that in the holiday season and um coming into this new year just ready to play and I'm like super excited I mean I haven't touched the field in like over a year so I'm like amped up for season to start yeah so obviously as we all know, there's been a pretty significant delay, more more than a year since your last game, which was in November of 2019. How has the team kept together throughout, you know, this whole time and with especially like with lockdown earlier in 2020? How does the team stay together in this context? Um, well, during 2020, when we were on that, like, uh, in the beginning of March when we all had to go home and stuff, we had a lot of like Zoom calls uh, with one another. We had individual Zoom calls that our coach organized, um, which were really cool. He like assigned a person on the team that you had like a brief like 30 minute conversation with um, one day of the week, any day, um, which was nice to stay in like contact with people that you normally like wouldn't talk to. There's obviously like friendships, roommates on in the team that um, you would talk to every day, but it was nice to stay connected with everyone on the team. Um, so that was good. And then coming back in the summer, we like as a team, once we got tested and stuff, we had like our own captain trainings um, on our own, which was really fun to like see everyone again in person. Uh, but recently we've been seeing each other every day because um, <laughs> we're back at training uh, normally. But yeah, we did a lot of Zoom calls, really. We had, like, a lot of uh, – we had, like, our nutritionists do a cooking session, too, which was really, really cool, um, which our whole team went on. Um, that's how we kind of stayed connected throughout that time. 
Well, that's great, Zoe. Love to hear that. Um, but I just I, I want to talk about to you about your stat sheet real quick. Sixty goals and thirty assists to your name during your time at Royal High. No small amount of glory in club as well. And then you came to Eugene, started balling even harder, leading the team in assists and making the Pac-12 All Freshman Team last year. Zoe, what makes you so different from the other players that you can achieve at such a high level just as an underclassman and uh, you know feel free to flex as much as you feel is necessary right about now? Um, I mean. Honestly, I've always had a really um, good work ethic. I mean, I just really enjoy playing soccer. It's not something that I think of as a chore. I really, really enjoy playing the game. Um, and coming to college, my teammates really, really helped push me to a new level that I like haven't been at before. Um, club was like obviously super fun. I had a great time in high school. Like, I my love for the game flourished even more. But in college, it was just a different stage, and you have those teammates around you that can really push you to a new level that you haven't been to yet, and that makes it all the more, like, exciting for me. I mean, once you hit that new peak, um, you just want more. So I think freshman year was definitely, like, a really, really great step for me. Um, I had a lot of great memories, and I did really well, and it kind of bolstered me to start the rest of my seasons off um, very confidently. I think that also helped me, like, grow my confidence which therefore like made me a better player um I know freshman year like I had a lot of nerves so like I didn't get any goals that season but I had a lot of assists but definitely going into my sophomore year um just the stats that I did have really helped like build my confidence and just make me more sure of myself um so speaking about freshman season obviously there's something that is uh, very different now then 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 which is the new coach coach graham abel so he came into the team a few months before the pandemic but how have you been able to get along with the new coach like you and the whole team especially like as you said during the pandemic he was very involved but you know how how has it been you know training and getting to know his system with everything that's happened and the big delay in play? Um, I think it's been a pretty smooth transition. Uh, it was unfortunate that he came in like right when the pandemic started. So we didn't really get to play like actual game with him, like in our spring season and stuff, but he's done a great job, like uniting our team and kind of working on this, the little kinks that we had last year. because we had a really, really good group, but we just had some things that we had to work out. Um, which he definitely got to the bottom of. He's been helping us a lot connect more as a team off the field and on the field. Um, I really enjoy his style of play too, because he has a very similar style to the U.S. national team, which is like a system that I learned when I went to camp and stuff. So I really enjoy it. Um, I think it works really well with the like people that we have on our team. I think that it util um, utilizes like all the different skill sets we have. So I think he's done a really, really good job and I'm excited to see how this season goes with him because he's a very positive person and he's really fun to have on the sideline. It's really loud and energetic. Well, I'm really glad you brought up your international experience, Zoe, because in December 2019, you and your teammate Sakura Yoshida were called up to the U.S. U-20s to participate in the Nike International Friendlies in Lakewood Ranch, Florida. Uh, I want you to talk to us a little bit about that experience. How would it feel to wear the same jersey that you know Mia Hamm, Alex Morgan, Christine Lilly all wore during their respective careers? Um, I mean, that was an amazing experience for me. I have like always wanted to play for the national team, obviously, since I was a little girl. So that experience like 
really, really was fulfilling and I enjoyed it. I learned so much. I got so much experience from it and being able to compete with people that are like at such a high level, um, really was awesome for me. Like I love club and I love my college teammates and everything, but the national team is just at a whole new level of just speed, quickness, and just toughness, I guess. Um, I thought it was amazing. I had a really good time in Florida. I got to play in both of the games. So that was like amazing for me as well. Um, I'm on like the older end of the spectrum on that. So it was like weird coming in and being like an older um, kind of leader on that team. Um, but it was also, it was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. Well, that's great to know. So now talking a little bit more about the upcoming season. So obviously there are lots of big games coming up obviously get we play against Oregon State which is you know the big rival and also Stanford which did really well last season how is the team preparing for those games um really we haven't been really thinking about the competition that we're going against we're kind of focusing on what our game plan is um we're going to implement our same um mentality and tactics in every game um and we're definitely going to try and compete this year for a really uh, high spot in the rankings. I mean, we want to make it um, to, to the tournament this year. That's obviously like al always been one of our goals, but that's something that we're really, really focused in on today or this year um, as a team. That's like all a goal that we can agree on. And um, I mean, I'm really excited to play Stanford. I'm excited to see how we do against them. And obviously I'm excited to play Oregon state and hopefully beat them because last year we had, a loss against them. So I'm excited that around this year. Well, Zoe, you talked a bit about your uh, leadership with the national team. Uh, I want to talk to you about your leadership on your college team. Um, I think it's safe to say that you made an impact uh, at school through your play and your leadership, both on and off the field. Uh, reflecting on your experiences over the past three years, what, is, what does being a University of Oregon student athlete mean to you? Um, being a University of Oregon student athlete has been like a dream come true. Honestly, we have like some of the best facilities in the world. I mean, even going to national team camp and seeing the facilities or like the things that they have to work with, like Oregon is even above that. And I think that's amazing wow. to know the college athlete that we have access to all these great things that can make us like as a program so much better, whether that be academically or on the field. Um, so I think, Honestly, being a student athlete has been amazing. I've made like some great connections from it and that has helped me be a leader on the field. Like I have grown so close to so many of my teammates and they really respect me for like what I do off the field and on the field. So that's really played into like our connection um, as a group. Yeah, so talking, uh, keeping in this sort of conversation. So obviously, you know, Oregon is a pretty close student community, but obviously, as we know, like at least the first few games will be like, w they won't have any fans in. And that's obviously a pretty big difference from last year. Do you think you're going to miss the fans or how do you think the team is going to like adjust to that different play? Um, I think it's definitely going to be weird not having fans um, in the stands. I think that, a lot of the energy that we need um, 
to get in the game is going to have to come from us and our bench. So that's going to be a huge factor this year. Um, I'm interested to see how it'll go. But I think that honestly, like as a woman's soccer player, like we don't really hear the fans. We're so far like onto the field that sometimes we don't really hear them. Um, but I think that definitely like boosting the energy and getting like our spirits up before the game and stuff like that is a huge part of our fan base. And definitely like in Eugene, we have so many fans that come out and are locals and are so amazing and they support us through whatever. So I think they're going to be missed greatly, but I hope that we can bring that own energy from our own team as well awesome well we'll be sure to watch we'll be sure to uh keep one eye on the season uh we're approaching the uh the end of our time with you zoe but i've just got one last question for you uh settle a bet for me what sort of loss is worse blowouts or stoppage time heartbreakers <laughs> i'm gonna have to go with stoppage time heartbreakers because you're that close and at the last second it gets ripped away and I mean, if you're talking about stoppage time heartbreakers, then it's probably overtime. So you're really tired and you really want to win the game. I'm going to have to go with that one. Yeah, I think we've all been there too. I, I'm inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for being with us today, Zoe. I had a lot of fun talking to you. And I think that this season will be really good. Good luck to you and to the whole team. And hopefully at the end of the season, we're talking again after a very successful Oregon women's soccer team season. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, so that was the first topic that I wanted to talk about today. But there's a second topic that I think is important for us to talk about which is, of course, the new schedule. There are a lot of things that are different from last year, but, I mean, it's still soccer. It's still the sport we know and love. So, obviously, um, there are differences, but, I mean, it's just great to see the team back on the field and playing again. Yeah, I mean, uh, boots, on, boots on the turf is what matters, man. I mean, I remember, I remember watching – I was uh, – I remember during the quarantine when um, I couldn't, when the Premier League was shut down, I couldn't keep up with my my favorite team, Liverpool, on their triumphant title push to uh, end their title drought for 32 years. And I was watching. I was in Germany opened up, and I was watching like Schalke at Hoffenheim. I didn't watch Bundes. I didn't watch the Bundesliga beforehand. But I just want. I just need soccer, man. I need. I need to see. I need to see that game. So I'm really just. So I mean, it, it, it's great enough having women's soccer back on campus. But I think like with. I think that. That um, obviously, with the trials that the uh, this quarantine season is going to bring, I think it's going to bring its own share, fair share of special moments as well. You know, I think these, I think these, uh, these players are really going to rise to the rise to the occasion and uh, pull out probably something something real memorable for us that we'll be able to look back on and uh, with some fondness. Yeah, well, I hear you, man. You know, I'm also a pretty big soccer fan. I also was with Liverpool through those years of not winning titles and finally breaking through last year was definitely something that was great. But also I have really been a big supporter of the Ducks women's soccer team since I came to campus. And it really broke my heart to not be able to see them playing last year, because as we know, um, soccer is usually a fall term sport. Mm -hmm. Like the season starts in the summer in August, but it goes all the way to November and it was pushed back to start in February. So obviously it must be difficult for the players, you know, 
six more months of not playing as difficult as it is for the fans it must be more difficult for the players well yeah i mean i think about i think about the work that goes into into being getting set level i mean like what one percent of like all high school athletes get to the, get to play get the opportunity to play at a d1 school like u of o and i just think about like what you have to sacrifice to get that state to get to that point right like the how how much you have to give and like how much you have to how much you have to how hard you have to work and then to have that and then you finally get to where you get to harvest the fruits of your labor, right? You get to this D1 school, you get the opportunity to show off your skills and show off and show off your work and even an even bigger stage than anything that you've ever been at before. And then it gets ripped away from you from a pandemic. And I, I, I remember um, Zoe was talking about how uh, she was ready to play, right? When she was ready to get going in, um, initially in, in September. And then it was pushed back to stuck in that sort of limbo. And I, that, that sounds difficult. Like I couldn't imagine that where I was like, okay, am I going to be able to like, to perform? Am I going to be able to do this thing that I've given my life to, you know, I, I don't know. So my heart goes out to the, to not only the, not especially the soccer team, but also like just all college athletes everywhere. I mean, I think, and I really think that, um, that this is that those circumstances are just going to make the women's team come back even stronger. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be hungry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, last year was a tough last season was tough for the team. You know, they ended up with a losing record that that's obviously not ideal for any team, but especially the way that they played last year, they played really good and they lost many games by very close margins. So mm -hmm. I honestly think that this team is has a very special opportunity as you said earlier it has a very uh, special opportunity to deliver uh good memories to ducks fans during this difficult time you know because i feel like sometimes we don't give enough love to the team and to the sport in general in camp absolutely yeah. and i feel like this is kind of the team's perfect opportunity to not only showcase their talent but also to really have a positive impact on campus. As we know, last season was longer than what this season is going to be, you know, three less games from 19 to 16. So obviously it's very different, but, you know, I think that this team has a shot at glory, at least for Oregon or for our people, they have a really good shot at being very successful. And you know what? I am really excited for our game against Stanford, Pac-12 champions last year, and they were a good team last year, man. They were, and they're great. And, and uh, they had there are what uh, nine conference titles, three national titles under Coach Paul Ratcliffe. Last season, they averaged four goals per game, 26 shots, and they outscored their opponents by a ratio of 102 to 12. So that's insane. And I know that. And I think I think that when Stanford comes to our house, they're gonna be they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be in for a bit of a. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be expecting a bit of a walkover win, but I know we're going to give them a fight because they're going to be they're going to be missing one key player, and to that that key player is Katarina Macario, one of the most decorated athletes in the Pac-12, of course, Brazilian-born midfield forward, uh, 63 goals and 68 appearances, school record for points, goals, and assists. Decides and she's decided to forego her senior year, and she was signed by Leon, one of the strongest teams in the women's soccer world. So they're going to be really missing her, and I think that her presence and her goal scoring fat 
threat or something that um that we're going to be able to be more comfortable with without and i'm eager to see what uh what that's going to mean for our midfielders like zoe maybe she's gonna get a get a few more opportunities to get up in the midfield and play some passes i think i'm, I'm really excited for that game man i'm gonna yeah yeah of course i mean last season the game against stanford was tough but i think that they that the team came out of that game feeling very good about themselves because even though Stanford won, they didn't win like a real cakewalk. Like the game was mm-hmm. very close. And I think that this year, the game, as you say, is going to be uh, very good as well. Obviously it's tough for any team of any sport when one of your best players is no longer a member of the team. But I think that the Oregon Ducks have a really good opportunity to, you know, make a big statement winning that game or at least taking the defending champions to task. So I also am really excited about that game. You know, I'm also very excited because we play OSU not once but twice this season. Last year, we lost in very heartbreaking fashion in Corvallis in the last game of the season. I was there And I was thinking, oh, man, we were so close. So I'm really excited to see the game this year. You know, it's going to be at home. And hopefully by then, at least uh, fans can partially get in. Because if they can, you can definitely count me in that stadium to see that game. I'm really excited to see us beat Oregon State. No easy games in Eugene. No such thing as an easy game in Eugene. And after that uh, loss that you were talking about in uh, two OSU last season, I think our players are going to be uh, be hungry for some payback. And I'm really I'm really looking forward to that game as well. I'm you know I know it's going to be in our home t- in our home turf at Pope Field, one of the one of the nicest fields in call in uh, co- the college sports world. So yeah, I'm really looking I'm really looking forward to that as well. Yeah, well, you know, that leads me very nicely into the next point that I think I I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, playing at Pape Field itself. Obviously, this season is going to be tough because for at least most of the season, fans won't be allowed into the stands. And that is obviously not the best way to see, like the best way to see soccer, in my opinion, is right there. But obviously, as Zoe said, like, the, the players are going to really have to bring the energy. And I think that they could do that. I think that they will have a pretty good um, chance to show that they are a very energetic and very united squad. But I think that it is obviously tough, you know, that in a sport like soccer, home field advantage is such a crucial element of the game. And, all, and a lot of that comes down to the atmosphere that the fans create. And obviously as we know the atmosphere that Ducks fans in all sports create is very intense and a very famous one all throughout the country. And it'll be tough, you know, seeing those stands not filled to the brim, but I am really hoping that the team will still be able to pull ahead and to, you know, um, perform well, because that's what we expect of them. Well, I'd like to I'd like to counter that point with um, the example with the example of what's happening in the Premier League right now. Um, they were they were they were a lot of teams were get to be, were able to get uh, fans in the stands for a few matches, but I I believe a pretty sizable coronavirus outbreak that was 
uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was I think it was contract traced back to Aston Villa, but um, that led to that led to a few other infections throughout the game, and eventually everyone was back to no fans in the stands once more. So it was a nice try, but you know, but it didn't it didn't work out. But the players, the players, and obviously the players play for the fans. But I think they're. Uh, I think they, we still got magical. We still get magical moments, even without the fans there, right? The sport is still beautiful, even when there isn't a spec, isn't a crowd. It's better with a crowd, of course, one hundred percent. But I mean, United just beat Southampton nine zero today. Like, I think we're like the game. The sport is just like it's just volatile, right? You can't really keep it down. You can't keep it. And I, th- I know that we're going to get a fight. We're no, I know we're going to, we're going to get our share of magical moments at Pape, with or without uh, Ducks fans there. Yeah, I mean, of course, obviously, um, this isn't, you know, a sport where, like, action is kind of diffused, as we know, like, anything can happen in soccer, and it is truly not over till the final whistle, because as I think you and I both know, like, last-minute goals and last-minute comebacks can happen to anyone at any moment, so I really think that the Ducks will have to play, you know, a serious, capable uh, style of play, you know, to, to win in such a powerful conference. But I really do believe uh, with with the new coach, you know, with World Cup experience, I think that mm-hmm. we're going to do just fine. So I'm very excited to see how the Ducks play and how the season plays out. But obviously, um, there are still some questions, you know, there are still questions about how the team is going to cope you know with the departure of many players who either opt out of the season or graduated after last season but I am confident that the team will play well and that we will be I truly believe that at the end of the season we will be back here again talking about the success of the Ducks absolutely you know it's just it's just there's something about the school that create that creates moments like that um Autzen stadium Autzen stadium is uh, is right next to pape and there have been so many incredible moments at Autzen that you can hardly count them all i mean the pick the pick uh, mario the mariota season uh, herbert season i mean there's just there's so many instances where uh i mean it's like this the school just the school makes those little moments of magic right it's why we play the sport it's why we watch the sport so i'm really i'm and again, like I'm really, really excited to see how this, to see what new thing, what sort of new situations come from this COVID season and the ways that our team finds to uh, triumph over those situations because it's nothing like this has happened before. And I think um, we're on the sort of, we're on the fourth, we're on the, we're always seeing something new. We're seeing history being made every single day. Whenever we watch a, uh, whenever I watch my game, at, whenever I watch my Liverpool play at Anfield with zero in attendance, when there's usually fifty-four thousand fans in Anfield. So, I think, uh, I think, I think this uh, season brings itself its own fair share of challenges. But I think that it, it's going to invite its fair share of uh, triumphs over those challenges as well. Yeah, I mean, totally. I think that the defining. Um, or the key sort of characteristic of this team this season will be good offense because Mm -hmm. that is, I think, the most essential part of soccer in general. As you know, um, as a great coach of the Argentina 1978 World Cup team, the soccer game is won by the attackers. It is Mm -hmm. those who are able to 
score goals and create spaces that are the ones that win games. And I truly believe that this will define this season for the Ducks because we have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. And I believe that we have a great chance, you know, to make a big statement, maybe even make the tournament. I think a player to watch the season is going to be one Callan Harrington uh, plays at a four plays at forward. She's a freshman fresh out of a uh, fresh out of uh, Portland's Jesuits high, Jesuit high school, uh, single season career and career record holder for high school scored in the state of Oregon, 133 goals for and her career for Jesuits. And one more than that, one more than soccer hall of famer and U S national team star, Tiffany Milbrit, who played for Hillsborough. So I think that, and I think that's, I think that she's going to have a bit of a fever to assert herself just as well. And Eugene or in Eugene as she did in Portland. So I think that we've got some great freshman talent coming up. I think we've got some great, some great leaders like, uh, like Zoe uh, helping you're going to help facilitate that talent. And I really just can't wait to see what's going to, what's going to come when this team, when this team meshes into something great. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I have noticed in my time in Oregon is that there is always a player that becomes a real protagonist in their sport and mm -hmm. becomes a symbol for, you know, the whole student body. You know, as we saw in the last year, Sabrina Ionescu and Justin Herbert really became big symbols for Oregon athletics and for the university in general. But I honestly believe it's about time a soccer player gets that mantle because this is also a game in college in the University of Oregon. And it is, as we know, the beautiful game capable of amazing moments. And I really believe that we must have our protagonist player about now. Absolutely. And you know, the Pacific Northwest is, is we're blessed what to, to live in such a, a soccer and to a culture that's so soccer rich. I mean, you've got the Timbers and the Thorns in Portland. We've got the Sounders up North in Seattle and the Portland in the Portland uh, Seattle rivalries always go hard in the pains. And then right after that, and I really like your point about Sabrina, you know, um, I really feel I was, I was just a freshman in high school when I saw her, um, when I saw her journey uh, start from the beginning. And I remember tracking, uh, tracking, I remember seeing her name more and more. And I'm like, wait, who is this girl? And they saw her, I saw her play on live TV and you could just tell she was different. She was, she had that fire in her, that sort of edge that, you know, Kobe, that, that uh, LeBron, that Jordan all had that makes, that just sets her a bit farther apart from the other players. And I'm really, I, and I think that all of the ingredients are there for a soccer for a soccer player to fill that role i think all of the i think all of the uh all of the ingredients we have the culture we have the facilities we have the team we have the fans i mean i think women's basketball was in a very similar position to women's soccer um i think they were sort of slept on uh, before sabrina came and sort of became the face of the uh of the franchise and with such ends the women's the american women's soccer team is absolutely massive i mean like completely dominant in the world cup every single year and you've got players like like rapping like uh, megan rapinoe like uh alex morgan who are just you know trailblazers making making headlines making names and bringing us international glory on and off the field uh, i really think that all the ingredients are there and i really and i agree with you when i say that i think it's it's about time that we have someone uh, someone uh, bring all those ingredients together yes um well that's all we have time for today folks thank you so much for tuning in and hearing this conversation about soccer and about oregon 
And yeah, absolutely. And Mario, I really can't, again, I've said this like eight times during this interview, man, but I cannot wait to see where this team is going to go during this memorable year. I'm wishing Zoe Hasner, I'm wishing all of her teammates good luck and bangers only on the field. Well, um, check out our social media everywhere at Duck TV Sports. We will do more episodes of this podcast and also keep talking about soccer because it's a great sport and it's great to have it back. Um, have a great night, Eugene.